I can operate the business and I can scale it to something big with relatively small operation. That Amazon thing came, this and SEO came very close together. And uh, at the end of the day, I decided to go with Amazon and not SEO. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven-figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Do you want to grow your Amazon business bigger or faster? I bet you do. If so, a free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find some golden missed opportunities. Generally, I charge at least $150 an hour these days for my time, but this is free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing at least a few thousand dollars a month in sales. If you are, just go to myamazonaudits.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time and we'll see each other on a Zoom call. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z or Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T dot com. Thank you very much for listening and I hope to see you on a call soon. Ladles and Jelly Spoon, welcome back to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and even eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers. We are talking with Thomas David, who has built and sold one seven-figure business on Amazon, it is now straight back in the game. But of course, once you sell a business, you're going to think, what do I do next? I've seen a few friends of mine who sold businesses for seven figures, which is a success, and some clients of mine as well, wonder what to do with their lives. Some of them are really struggling. So an important question. So Thomas, welcome back to the show, first of all. Thank you for coming and sharing your wisdom with us. Of course, thank you for having me. It was a great talk last time. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to share how I planned for the day after you sell. Yeah, so you actually had a plan by the sound. You're clearly from our previous conversations, very organized person. So what strikes me is most people don't necessarily plan to sell immediately. They have it as a vague idea. They get an offer from somebody. It's too good to refuse. They sell and then they go, now what? So in your case, it sounds like you didn't do that. You had a plan for the beginning. So tell me more about that. Yeah. So I had a plan to uh, sell it and then it came as a surprise. You know, it was like you said, it was a big idea to plan it one day, uh, to sell it one day. And then I got an offer from an aggregator that wanted to buy it and sent me an LOI letter of intent with an offer, which I declined. But from that moment, it was in my mind more serious and I planned more seriously. I've kind of already decided in my head that I'm going to sell it and I uh, planned accordingly. And because I had enough time to plan for it and it didn't come as a surprise, I also planned the day after what I'm going to do after I'm selling, what I'm going to do in case the negotiations or things will not work and I'm not going to sell. So I really looked at, tried to cover all scenarios. What happened if, what happened after, what happened if this go to that direction? And I like to be planned because it gives me confidence and removes kind of, you know, stress. So that's, that's the way I did it, to be honest, or I looked at it. Yeah. I like that. A plan removes, gives confidence and removes stress. That sounds like an excellent reason for doing it. And so you had a contingency plan. So I guess you, you plan to do what to do if it didn't sell. But so is it a right that you really only started to plan what you would do when it did sell? 
once you'd made the decision to sell maybe six, 12 months before you sold. Is that right? You didn't really make that decision years before when you founded the, the business. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, I, I love the, the lifestyle and what being a seller on Amazon gives. So I, you know, I, 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 I wanted and I still want to stay in Amazon sellers because it give you a really uh, a lot of flexibility, gives you technically you don't need to lo- need to work more than an hour or two when your business is running, growing it or, or, or even like operating it. So it's really amazing business model. So I knew I want to be a seller even after I'm selling my business and, you know, planned accordingly. So I opened another brand already like a year before I started to, you know, the process of selling. Also, I guess opening another brand was an, like a way for me to remove risk. The first episode, we talked about why I actually sold my business and 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 risk or being in Amazon ends or having them the ability to to shut me down. And one day was really a scary thing for me. So I said, okay, how can I uh, mitigate this? How can I uh, remove or a little, uh, you know, reduce that risk? And one way for me was to open another business, another brand. So I said, in case something goes wrong, I have another brand that I can rely on. Obviously, it was a side thing that didn't take a lot of, you know, um, focus or growth. It was like making, I think, 300000 a year. So... You know, compared to the other one, that was a, a, a bigger one. But still, I knew that at one day when I sell this one, I can shift my focus back to this one, growing it. So that yeah. was uh, how I prepared pretty much. Interesting. So you prepared to stop being an Amazon seller by preparing to start being an Amazon seller pretty much. Yeah, yeah. it's very interesting. And quite a lot of people, you know, probably share that they, they want the cash as opposed to just paper profits. But on the other hand, they don't really want to stop selling on Amazon and it's a skill set they've developed. So that's very insane. So what are the other things that you planned then? Obviously, did you, did you have a plan for what to do with the money outside of Amazon? Did you want to pay off a mortgage or buy a car or invest in different asset classes? You mentioned you were in the jewelry business in the past. Have you got other asset classes that you wanted to put money in? To be honest, you know, yes, I, I wanted to get into real estate. And takes the, some of the money and invest it in some other stuff. So I also prepared for the day after learning about, you know, tax, like wise, well, what I'm going to do, what is the best way to deal with it? Because, you know, the more you prepare for it, maybe even before, the more you can save. And I did some calls with, with, you know, with my accountant and, and try to figure out what is the best way to reduce those, you know, tax payments. I moved to Florida from New Jersey, so there is no state tax here, so it was great. But also did some other stuff as far as the, the tax tax planning. And, uh, you know, after selling, I, you know, after I got the money, I tried to kind of accelerate the process of looking on other investments and, and things that I do now even. Okay. So I guess that I, I ought to ask you what the other assets are. People seem to get very obsessed with our oh, people buying NFTs or crypto or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't want to get down a rabbit hole here. <laughs> it was one thing that I explored and decided not to invest in. I wanted something with more control. And really, I think two months after I sold, I was already in India and we have like, I have a partner there and we have YouTube channels that we operate. We have like, I think at that point, like 30 people already working for those businesses those YouTube channels. 
And uh, basically we create content. We create YouTube channels for kids. We have YouTube channels for animals, for, you know, now for rescue animals, like a lot of any, any ideas around that that go viral, we, we try to be there. Wow. So, so you've really moved people. into content creation in quite a major way. I'm mean, obviously sourcing monsters part of that, but they're quite a lot bigger. Wow. You're, you're a real powerhouse uh, businessman, I've got to say. So that all sounds very intimidatingly well-organized and impressive. Um, for people who are perhaps less certain what they want to do after they sell, have you got any thoughts for them? Yeah, they should really ask themselves what they want or how their lifestyle should look like. And that's what I did before I got into Amazon. So I worked in that jewelry business and I asked myself, I don't want to do what I do now. I don't want to be a slave to work from like eight o'clock to seven or eight and, and, you know, building like, like something that I don't see a really, you know, a huge future in, not financially, but but also financially, you know, like I look 20 years, you know, we saw the trend, you know, jewelry and diamonds are not like before. Women would prefer maybe an iPhone to their or iWatch rather than a, a diamond ring or a, bla- or a diamond bracelet, you know. So popularity of jewelry or fine jewelry uh, is, is going down. You, you know, we, c- we cannot really ignore it. So I kind of saw it. And if I look 20 years, I didn't have confidence saying, you know what, it's only going to grow. Uh, but on the other end, if you look at e-commerce, it's only going to grow, right? If you look 20 years from now. So, you know, financially and also the lifestyle that I had really not something that I wanted to keep doing. So I asked myself how I want my lifestyle to look like. And based on that, the research or the way that I looked at things was kind of aligned with that. That's why I got to Amazon. I said, I want to work from anywhere in the world that, you know, let's say I work in Florida or in Israel or in Wherever you are, I can operate the business and I can scale it to something big with relatively small operation. That Amazon thing came, this and SEO came very close together. And uh, at the end of the day, I decided to go with Amazon and not SEO, even though I know really amazing people in the SEO space that it's, it's kind of similar because you can operate it from anywhere and you can have relatively small team and operate something big, you know? So, so it was very similar, but at the end of the day, you need to go with your skills, with your research, and then, you know, ask yourself tough questions of how, what and how you want your life to look like. And then based on that, I think it will be easier to decide what you're going to focus on. Yeah, it sounds extremely clear. I, I mean, it's just unusual for somebody to actually be that clear in their actual actions. So you're an example to sort of pass down, really. You make it sound so simple. Why, why do you think that? You know, you work as a mentor in this space. So I can't be the only person who finds this stuff harder than you and or my clients find it hard as well. And you must see that with your clients. Why do you think people struggle with this stuff? Or, or am I just the only person who's saying this? I think it comes down to what we spoke at the end of the first episode. It comes to discipline, you know. I think that most people just want to take the easy route, want to do the easy tasks. And, you know, it's, it, I think the hard is actually the easier because if you're organized, if you do what you need to do right now, it will make yourself less stressful and it will make your life more successful. And you're just going to achieve your goals and be more happy. 
So I think it comes down to people being overwhelmed and look at things as, as bigger than what they are and that, that prevent them from taking action and being organized and disciplined. But it it's kind of, in my opinion, it's easy. You just need to do what you need to do and the good things will just follow, you know, even though, you know, how okay, so when I started Amazon, my first goal was, okay, I need to do $10,000 profit every month in order to replace my current job, my current career, in order to feel confident to leave that. And I was able to reach that goal because I had a very, very organized plan. I, I need to know what I need to do. Do you want to grow your Amazon business bigger or faster? I bet you do. If so, a free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find some golden missed opportunities. Generally, I charge at least $150 an hour these days for my time, but this is free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing at least a few thousand dollars a month in sales. If you are, just go to myamazonaudits.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit, and book in a time and we'll see each other on a Zoom call. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z or Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T dot com. Thank you very much for listening and I hope to see you on a call soon. So I planned to work three hours a day because I had my other job and I had to do it. It, it was hard because I, w- I, woke, I woke up at 4 a.m. and did these three hours until 7 a.m. And then from there... I started my day being with my girls and family and then started my other job being in bed in bed 8.30 and going to sleep. So it was one year that is, was very hard, but I always reminded myself, don't look at the results. Don't judge. Just do it for one year. Just do it and not look at the results. Because before, I had a lot of other stuff that I tried and didn't work. I failed. And why I failed? Because I, like after a month, I measured myself and nothing happened, of course, and I gave up. So I think the most important thing is just stick to the process and, 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 you know, just believe that what you do will, will kind of grow. And it's like a plan that you, you know, you put it and you don't see it, nothing really grow until a few weeks or months, you know? So I think that that's hard to keep it, but if you just stick to it and, and believe in yourself and in the process, things at the end will work, you know? The same with Amazon. Sometimes you even as a seller, I have some products that fail, but I always remind myself. Stick to the process, launch more products. It will work out. It will eventually work. You know, even if you have fail and your confidence goes down and it happens to me all, I launched a lot of products successfully, also failed with a lot of products. And every failure, like we have now a big failure. We ordered 15,000 units of a product that we thought going to be amazing. And it's like, like we sell like three, four units a day instead of 100 to 200 a day. And it's really taking your confidence down, uh, but you always have to remind yourself, okay, just stick to the process. It's part of the process, losing, you know, you can't just win all the time. Yeah, I guess that's, that's an important thing to say. And I guess it's a bit like being a sports person. In the end, a lot of the people that I find are most successful at running small businesses, particularly in e-commerce, which I obviously know about better than other ones. They enjoy the game and part of the game is that you can lose and that gives spice to, and, and value to winning, right? And uh, I really like that. So you, you had a tough old year and I really like what you just said, don't judge the results. At least you are, but maybe after a year, right? But not after a month. Yeah, after a year. That's so important. I think you put your finger on why a lot of people fail. And yeah, you know, the same myself. When I look back on business things I tried before Amazon, I just didn't give it 
a serious focus go. I didn't really, I didn't allow the fact that financial metrics are trailing metrics. So you put the work in there really hard, nothing seems to happen. And then it happens at the end, right? So it really happens. And then by the way, I reached yeah. my goal at the last month. Really? So, yeah. Yeah. The last month. Yeah. I started after six or seven months, I started to be profitable. I made 2000, 3000 and it gave me a lot of fuel. Like it, it was really a boost of motivation seeing, wow, this is work. But you know, to tell you that I believed that I would make the 10,000 in a year. It made it deep down. Yeah, I believed. Otherwise, I wouldn't push. But it was kind of looked like a, a goal that is is hard to reach. But I, I always remind myself, like, look, after six months, I'm like two or three thousand profit. I can do it. Like, you know, just look, again, just look at the process, what I, my actions are. Nice. I like it a lot. Well, look, I, this is a very inspiring story. I don't want to mess with this really, except just to remind people that obviously you do offer mentoring for people who are running businesses. Are you particularly focused on people who've got the existing business or do you want to be from beginning? Uh, what does that, how does that work? I think that it's uh, both uh, beginners and advanced sellers. You know, I, I do take mentorship for me. It's not my main focus, but it's something that I also enjoy. I think people that want, you know, to be successful and they willing to do what needs to, you know, it takes. To reach there, I love helping uh, those people. Uh, but uh, you know, everyone that feel that wants to learn about Amazon, you can check uh, the YouTube channel. I have a ton of content there, and I, I, like you saw, I like to focus on the mental side because ideas and knowledge and everything is out there. You know, it's what you do with it. So that all comes down to that. Yeah, absolutely. Implementation trumps knowledge by many, many thousands of percent. I guess what infinity almost. Um, great. And so the places to go to find you are Sourcing Monster, the YouTube channel, I'm guessing. Um, is that right? And I'm just yeah. looking it up now to see, I guess, Sourcing Monster is pretty easy to say. And if you put it into YouTube, you'll find it pops up right at the top, as you'd expect. I can see that you've been unraveling the mysteries of PPC recently with somebody from Elizabeth Green and yes. Listing Review yeah. Services. So lots of things on there. And then of course you've got your website sourcing dash monster.com. So you also stuff. just launched a service that actually mm -hmm. take my experience into people that have product. It could be existing product or even a new brand new product. And basically what I do, I just review everything and give them recommendations what to do. And it's pretty cheap. It's like 59 just for the images or 99 for full listing review where I'm recording a video and showing them what they need to do. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I, I also enjoy. I enjoy looking at li listings and I think conversion and listing optimization, that's the, the, the things that I most enjoy because you can take a listing and with relatively small changes can get much better results. So that's something I'm very passionate about conversion optimization and, and listing optimization, optimization in, in, in the space. Yeah, it makes sense. And I guess those are the little hinges between big doors, right? So if you can increase the conversion rate on a listing from 20% to 30%, then that changes everything. Yeah, not easy. It depends how bad the listing is to start with. I mean, I remember once uh, one of our clients brought something to the mastermind where he's doing 30% conversion rate, which is very good. And we all just ripped it apart and, and he went up to 40 because we wow. really just take it apart. That was a few years ago. I think there are more optimized listings now, but still it's incredibly important. And it's a fantastic 
use of an expert because you're going to get a payoff quickly. And the wonderful thing is, unlike ads optimization, you pay once for an optimization yeah. and then it keeps giving you money every single time somebody lands on your listing. So a brilliant thing to do. So I'd recommend to everyone that, that they go and get themselves a review from somebody's experts as Tomax. Great stuff, very inspiring. I like that, that real thought about the difference between failure and success was actually your relationship to your expectations of how quickly you were going to make money. Very interesting insight. Is there anything else that I should have asked you, Tomer, about yourself or your business? No, Michael, thank you again for having me. You are doing an awesome job. I told you this last time and you know, the, the content you create is really cool. And thank you for doing that. It's really, really amazing. And thank you. My for pleasure. And it's always a great excuse to talk to incredibly accomplished people like yourselves who make it sound very easy. And you know, that's really inspiring for me as well. So thank you so much for coming on and hopefully inspiring everyone else to just get action done, which seems to be your super skill. So thank you so much. So Toma, David, I'm Saucy Monster. Thanks so much for coming on the uh, 10K Collective podcast. Thank you, Michael. Cheers. Do you want to grow your Amazon business bigger or faster? I bet you do. If so, a free audit of your Amazon business can help you see and avoid threats and find some golden missed opportunities. Generally, I charge at least $150 an hour these days for my time, but this is free. You can be a reseller or a brand owner. All I ask is that you're doing at least a few thousand dollars a month in sales. If you are, just go to myamazonaudits.com, scroll down, click on Amazon Audit and book in a time and we'll see each other on a Zoom call. That's M-Y-A-M-A-Z-O-Z-O-N-A-U-D-I-T.com. Thank you very much listening and I hope to see you on a call soon. Thanks for listening to the 10k collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show and if you're on Apple podcasts please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.